0: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost. Emergency pod! uh, Because all of the news in Avalanche Avalanche. decided to break in... It it is an emergency. Ten minutes. Three separate events have happened that are significant to the Avalanche um we got one day off. Well yeah, this what? is supposed to be our one day off in over the next two weeks. What a bunch of horse shit. <laughs> um anyway. Anyway. Uh, starting with the good news, the abs extend Pavel Francos for two years at two million dollars. This is something Damn. we've kind of been talking about, is makes a lot of sense for both of them. So I've been I've been like angry shouting on the pod. Just run it back. Just run it back! They're running it yeah. back. So then they were like, hey, that's was a good <laughs> idea. Let's see if uh, he wants to do that. Turns out he did. He said yes. So their abs will no longer be heading into free agency with no NHL goaltenders signed. So definitely a big positive there. Happy for Frankie. Obviously, <laughs> Now that he's been healthy this season, no reason not to have confidence in, in him as a backup at worst. Definitely. All right. So that's the end of the good I mean, news. I mean, that's, that's like, that's, and that is good news because that gives you yes, some anchor to work with in the offseason. Um, honestly, like the less work you have to do, the more, the more idea you have of what your, uh, your cap situation is going to look like the more the more you can really tackle all of the big decisions that they have ahead of them. Yeah, for sure. You just have a so, better picture of what you can afford to do, kind of. Yeah. So uh, about Patrick Kane, um, <laughs> uh, we can put these. Uh, we can fully put these to bed. Not happening. Um, yeah, because the abs the abs called and said sup. And Chicago just said, no, it's not gonna happen. Certainly not at this, not at this deadline, uh, if it were to happen at some point. You know, never say never, but right now, like we could stop talking about this. So um, but no, the the François thing is great because as you mentioned, like both Kemper and Frankie were getting ready to uh roll into free agency. Yep. Who knows what they get offered? If yeah, if they make and and Frankie's had the kind of season where you could he could have gone into free agency, looked around, and somebody would have been like, "Girl, I'll take a YOLO on that." Yeah, <laughs> Edmonton's like, look, we've got five million dollars to spend. Do you want all of them? Ken Holland exists. So. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and and not only that, but like teams like Buffalo exist, where you never know. Like Veda also don't have. A plan at the position, you know, Arizona. Um, I know Arizona for some reason is t- trying to talk themselves into the, the Melka Wedgwood thing again. Well, I say for some reason, but I think the reason is Connor Bedard, yeah, but, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's uh. Uh, I, I I really actually do like it. Like I really do like that they got it done. And this is a perfectly reasonable price for a backup. The really big question was always going to be Kemper. Yeah, and that's not a contract that you need to sign right now. It, uh, that is a move on, right? Ah, uh, we worry about that. We yep. that is a can that should and is being kicked down the road. Deal with it when you get there, for sure. Also, did uh, you ever play Kick the Can as a kid? Nah, I mean, I... I, never, I we, it. we played, like, similar games, I think, but never, like, actually with a can. Oh, I played it... I played it with... I was real young. I, I mean, real young. I was, like, yeah. seven or eight. But um, we played it with an actual can, and I was like, this is fucking dumb. I have a soccer ball in my house. But, you know. Uh... Yeah, and like, I kind of part of kick the can is there are no rules really. You just kick it, Calvin Ball, baby. <laughs> but anyway, instead of talking about kick the can, Calvin uh, time to talk yeah. about bad things in life. Well, I mean, they're it, so. Bowen and Byron practice with the team. Now he's still in a non-contact okay, jersey. From, he's wearing a sanitizer. So. That's also a good thing that he continues to ramp up his activities with the team. All of this is stuff that has to happen if he's going to return. That doesn't mean he's going to. It doesn't mean he's going to be okay. That doesn't... All of this means that he is progressing in a direction. And he will continue to progress in in that direction until something happens to either force him to stop or he just returns. And, well... They could certainly use him returning. And I also do want to talk a little bit later about the potential impacts on the trade deadline for the Avs here. But first of all, Sam Gerard is going to miss a month. Yeah. uh, Out four weeks with his lower body injury. So it's not that bad. It's not like a serious concern, right? But the Avs at the end of the day are focused on the playoffs here, and he will be back well before that. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a fine enough like, as far as the deadline, it's not going to be super meaningful. It's not like they put him on LTIR and they can go crazy and they don't have to worry about him right. returning. His right? cap will be back in the regular season, so. right? And his cap, is, uh, so it's it won't have that kind of impact on it sure. on on the salary cap uh, and the deadline. But um, what it might do is open up. I mean, this is this is me hoping and knowing not, and, and I know better. But maybe this gives you an opportunity for a Justin Barron look Inclusive. and say, you know, you know realistically, Drew Hellison should be signing a deal in a couple weeks here. Maybe not even a couple of weeks. It, I it mean, could be a couple of days, depending on yeah. BC, but BC season should be ending pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, it, it makes it with, with Gerard, it, it, it's not a good thing, um, but it's also like, it's not your top pairing. And given the way that Gerard was struggling, it's kind of like, look, this gives him a chance to, to, to reset and come back fresh and, and kind of get out of the doldrums that he was in. Yeah. And maybe, maybe he gets back to being the Sam Gerard that we knew. Yeah. Yeah. The one that we, the one, the one that you're looking at as being such a steal on $5 million contract. For sure. And not the one this year where you're like, gosh, there's been a lot of ups and downs this year, a lot of inconsistencies. So, but he will also be back soon enough because four weeks from now, that still gives him a solid two to three weeks of April. Yeah, for him to actually get his legs back, be, get comfortable, get yeah. back into a rhythm, and blah, one hundred percent. It won't be like playoffs, yeah. It it won't be like okay, well, he played four games, and let's hope for let's just hope that he feels okay, you know. Like, let's hope <laughs> yeah. that he's fully back, right? Um, he'll have that time, so that's good. And and like I said, like this, it's an opportunity for him to reset. You're trying to pull the positive out of it. The negative is that they lose Sam Gerard, and that's bad. But also. Look how well that defense played in Carolina without him. Yep. Now, I'm not expecting that to be I I'm not expecting him to play that well on a nightly basis. It's safe to say that was probably above <laughs> par for that bottom four. But. but it does it does at least give you hope that like, hey, if they if they decide to roll with that foursome at least to the deadline till they do something, right? Yeah. If they roll with that foursome, they can they can stay afloat when they play well enough. Yeah. I I Sure, definitely in the regular season, right? Oh, that did because because he's going to be back before the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not that concerned about. You're not it. even. And, you don't even think it really affects any deadline plans at all. For the record? um, I I don't. I don't because I mean four weeks, right? Like if if this was four to six weeks, then you're a little bit more like yeah, because six weeks is pushing up against the postseason, and then maybe. You know, maybe they have a slower approach at that point. Maybe they do put them on LTR, and maybe they do. I guess you could play – I guess you could say they would be – they could be playing some cap games at that point. But really, I just think um, at, at four weeks, you're just like, we'll just see how this goes. Um, get him back as soon as they can. And, and I think the reality, too, is unless they are really, really want to make sure they win the President's Trophy – they know they'll be fine through the regular season as far as the Western conference is concerned. Yep. They've lost four or five and their lead is all the way down to 10 points in the West. So, um, and you do like, you do need to get back to winning hockey games. For sure. Um, Calgary plays, I think Calgary plays tonight. So this could be down to eight points. And I said, I wasn't going to get concerned until it was at six. So still not concerned. Um, But it is. It is getting into. You are. You are starting to like. Give I wouldn't off say the runway. worry is the right word for sure. Yeah. But. Yeah. Especially with two games against Calgary this month, and so, you know, depending on how those two games go, maybe it's a different conversation. But yeah, if they if they sweep you, then that's a big cushion that you just gave away. It's it's significant, but obviously the more significant concern here, Gabe Landeskog having surgery on his knee. Uh, they didn't give a definitive timeline, but expectations did seem like they would expect him back for the playoffs, but seems done for the regular season at the very least. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that just because the tone of the conversations were such, they were like, it very He'll much doesn't back. seem like a serious surgery, right? It yeah, seems like, like, pretty... like everybody, everybody seemed to feel pretty comfortable. Like, yeah, they'll be back. And you know, if we're being honest here, uh, we had heard a couple of days ago that this might be something that was in the works, um, and that that this was that Landy had been battling a knee uh, knee problem that was that just was not going away. Sure, and that he might opt for the surgery. Uh, now, to it, that way, it gives it gives him plenty of time. So let me—I've already seen the chat talking about this. Is there—is there a little bit of uh Are are they pulling a Tampa Bay? Are they pulling a Vegas here? Is, is Landy going on IR just to just to give him some more wiggle room? I can't. I I want to say, look, if I was on the outside looking in, I'd be like these fuckers you know like if you're calgary right now you're like okay you have a huge lead yeah you're very comfortable giving up points like even if you lose even if you somehow lose the lead out west to calgary you still have a gigantic lead it's still what 12 points 14 points yeah in the central like you still have a huge lead in your division uh you're gonna give up. You're gonna give up access to to your best two way forward. Like, I don't. I don't think that the Avalanche. I think the Avalanche are looking at it and they're saying, "We want him healthy for the playoffs. We don't need him healthy for the next six weeks. We're fine without him for six weeks. It's the six weeks after that that we care a whole lot more about." Yeah, I, I think. I'm 100% in agreement with you here. I don't really think this is a move that the abs are trying to game anything. I think it's just, they want Landy 100% for the playoffs. Yeah. And, and it has like, and let's be real here. There's an obvious business side benefit to it Yeah, because if he goes, he goes on LTIR and that opens up the idea. Like I was tweeting last night. I was like, look, Philadelphia is serious about moving Travis Sandhunt you've got to be in that conversation i don't care what it. i don't care like you have to be involved in it and the quadru thing still hangs out there whatever they want to do it forward now your sense of urgency to do something at forward is enhanced a little bit but also your flexibility is enhanced because you can do some things here with the extra money you can do a little it, it suddenly became, you looked at our show the other night, right? And it's like, oh, wow, every single trade has a bunch of retention on it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's now It's now something that you can, uh, you can yeah, work around a, a bit lot, more, a lot sure. easier. Where if you're like, hey, they are going to go get Phil Kessel and yeah Daru. Like, they can fit that in there a lot easier now definitely so, more, more moves yeah, feel it, reasonable. It's it's I don't I don't think that they were like, okay, well, who's the most injured of our players <laughs> Right. Expensive? I think it's a real I think it's a real kind of like with Mark Stone, like Mark Stone's yeah. back thing was a it, real problem. Real. Yeah. But well, and- the timing of it was where everybody got mad because it was like well, Mark Stone's been battling this thing for and, months. Yeah, yeah, and now and now when Jack Eichel has to return, this is why you guys are doing this. This is a little bit different because there's no big thing happening the other well, direction. And and make no mistake, Landy was in the middle of a career year here. The, the Avs are going to miss him a lot when it comes. Yeah, to he was going to push for a, for a forty goal season. Yeah, so it's uh, it's I've seriously doubt Landy wants to come out of the lineup or anything like that, or that the ass yeah. would have wanted to do that. Yeah. And look, if this has been giving him problems for a little while, um, you can even argue they should have done this two weeks ago, ago, three yeah. weeks ago, you know, whenever. whenever it started. Yeah. Yeah. So, Um, and, and normally, normally a team just doesn't have the kind of cushion where you're just it's like, okay. Bad, well, yeah. yeah <laughs> I guess I'm we'll just lose add. our captain for two months. Yeah but i mean with the, the, and the abs the abs do have a little bit of of cause for concern here um burkowski's been much better but it it's like I mean, kadri, it has, kadri has slowed quite a bit Nachushkin has slowed a little bit um mechanic there's no one that does what Landy does in the AM's top 6 right for so, sure like, for sure Nichishkin and like probably the closest yeah. but yeah and Natushkin would probably be Natushkin would probably be the guy that I would say hey move up to that top line yeah i would agree just again how the line functions you're going to have him being yeah. the guy digging out pucks etc so yeah and i guess i guess uh that's the other part of this is now what now what <laughs> because who's gonna who's gonna come up out of your AHL team? I no. I, I completely understand the Eagles fans who will be like Dylan Sakura scores two points a game, but it's also like Dylan Sakura's done nothing in the NHL this year. Mikhail Malcev, you're hoping I, I, for me. It should be Maltsev. I know that's who you he's, want for sure. Yeah, it's all he's also done nothing in the NHL though, and also true. Uh, but but you're also like okay like you i i don't know i i'm just i I think malta can be a guy that really really helps them and this is the perfect excuse to put him in the lineup every single game and let him go to work and see if he can see if he can really earn a spot and be engaged consistently enough to to do this i can have a lineup spot in the postseason do they even call up a forward at all here because I think there's a very it's real true. possibility that they call up a D and then just continue running McDermott as the forward instead of a D yeah. like they did the other night. It's true. They could absolutely just do that too. And and hey, look, I don't think this is the decision, but if you're calling up Barron, if you're calling up Maltsev, I'm calling I'm up Baron. Baron. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I agree absolutely. with you. I don't He's a higher upside guy. Yeah. He will play the higher impact position he's yep. the guy that uh he's the guy that you can you can actually hope to get on a little bit yeah yeah Ream on i guess would be a better way to put it for sure I, yeah from a from a pure if you're trying to figure out what's best for the future of the org i think it's baron no doubt but yeah are you afraid to play baron because if he shows poorly and uh in the NHL, then maybe uh, maybe the Flyers scouts will cool on him a bit. Price goes down, so you just wait a week. All right, you just have to survive a week. Uh, that's funny. No, I I I wouldn't. I'm just totally kidding about that. I would. I if you think he can help you, you play. It. Yeah, you you don't. If you make your if you think someone makes your team better, that's the move. I think. Full stop. Yeah. I mean, oh. they could call up. Both, I think they've got the roster space for it. I yeah, they should right. There's, this is Landy already on LTIR. I mean, I know they'll put him on there, but uh, I don't know if he's.
1: I, I don't know if that. I don't know uh, if they've already done right, it or not. They,
0: I know, no doubt they're doing weird things to maximize cap space, like they have been for months now. So he'll go on. Yeah. LTIR. With they him. would have two spots because they've got they've got the one open right now. Yeah. So, um, so without Landy, they would... Uh, they would have to. Yeah. So they have room and they have flexibility with the lineup. At the same time, no one's replacing Gabe Landisgog outside of maybe like Claude Giroux if they go out and get him at the deadline. But it's... <laughs> How how much of the panic button is being hit here? Almost none, it seems like. It's just unfortunate. Well, the the confidence seems to be both Gerard and Landeskog will we'll be, back be back in sure. time for the postseason. So I don't think there's any panic. I think that there's you're maybe uh, I think you're maybe on guard a little bit more because you're like the abs the abs had insane injury luck to start the season, and once it really kind of chilled out in December, it's been like smooth, pretty sailing. reasonable, yeah, like like missing byrum obviously like that hurts but as we've seen that's been a survivable injury for the for the club the rest of it has the last two months besides Byron, has been like oh uh, val missed two games max had yeah. one night like... right like it's been it's been it's been bumps and bruises yep and uh like mckinnon hitting himself in the face with the stick yeah. the worst <laughs> thing right Right. Like, um but but really like i i, I don't think any panic They've had some. They've had some good injury luck, um, just overall. After the craziness at the start of the year, but yeah, it's quickly how fast everybody stopped firing the conditioning staff. <laughs> um, but it's. It, I don't. I don't think that. No, I, there's no panic there. Uh, but if you are now missing half of what you hoped was your top four on defense. And yeah. like, even with even with Gerard struggles this year, he's still in your top four. Yeah, like he was still easily in their in in their top four, just chewing up minutes. Yep. So, I think. You don't want to keep. You don't want to have to keep leaning on that top pairing that heavily. You can't be playing them thirty minutes a night every night. You're yeah, gonna like burn you, them out. Yeah. yeah, like you really don't want to continue to do that. You want to balance it a little bit more, keep them fresh, and and because like it's not it's not the first round you're concerned about, right? Like obviously you want to be healthy for round one and good to go, but it we're talking Taves and McCarr being good for. Two months after that, right? You need so, it. and again, the, the reality is here: if the Abs have to pick between caring about the playoffs or the stretch run, it's the playoffs by a yeah, lot. So. you're not. It, look, all you have to do is just stay afloat. Yep, they could during, literally this, during, play during the rest of right hockey team. and have like 110 points or something on the year. Yeah, it's it's like they put themselves in such an amazing position for that, but. Yeah. I, I do think that – I I don't think there's any added urgency around the deadline. I think it's just added flexibility because those guys will be back. They're confident that they will be back. Okay. That you just – I think you're good, man. Like I, I just think that it just makes your deadline a little bit easier. It also makes it so that, hey, when they do trade for – whatever big name player you want. Yeah. Um, Because I, I continue, I continue to get the feeling here that the ads are not fucking around at this deadline. Like the roster that I made yesterday where they were like, Hey, they like, I acquired three forwards and a defenseman and it's all kind of like nibbling a little bit, Uh, you know, with like Stastny and Parise and Carpenter and shit like that. Like I, they could, they could do one or two of those. I'd be surprised, but they're, I, I just continue to get the feeling from everything out there that they are interested in, like, they want to move the 2023 first. They don't really want to move Baron or Hellison or whatever, but they know yeah. that this is, they cost, yeah. this is their time to strike. This is their time to strike. This is the year where they are positioned to go ham and punch the league in the face Let's go. to get it like i mean the west the western conference is just on the whole so down yep. um that they we're, we're getting to the point where it's like no excuses territory right like where right. they've the, the the their path you just given have to the find goal, a way to get it done, yeah. done. Yeah, yeah you have to find a way to get it done there, there's every reason to continue to add because you know that the other teams are going to add. And if you let them close the gap and then you lose on the second round, then you threw away an amazing opportunity. Yep. And there is and any move they make at the deadline, I will put it that way, certainly pushes them in that direction where if you make a significant move and you don't even progress, if you don't even make the conference finals, that's you're bordering on disaster, honestly, at that point. Yeah, that's a fiasco. That's a fiasco scenario. It's not a tear it down, blow it up, fire everybody scenario, but because I I don't think... I don't even know if that scenario exists. I, yeah, point. I... Like... Something absurd would have to happen for the Abs to consider burning it down, given the core that they have. <laughs> right, but I mean, I'm even even firing Bednar at this point, I think is probably You're pretty off tough the sell, table, given the year that they've had to this point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could maybe seat swarm if they struggle in the playoffs or something, but for sure. I well, and I think that that would be like okay. Well, you know, we'll see where things are in December. Like yeah. a two year a two year extension. He got a two year extension. He can get a five year extension. Right. Right? It's like, like the, it's the commitment forever. that they yeah. made to him was it's hey, it's a commitment, but it's uh as far as coach as far as coach commitments go, Co., it's it's kind of a just the tip type of extension. So <laughs> very landy of you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Yeah, so I think I think that's all bases covered. Deadline money. News yep. of the day. I, I will tell you though. Hey, and, and I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like I'm rushing it or anything. But if Byram happens to come back, pretty easy before Gerard does. Right there, yeah. Like that's opportunity to work into a certain role, Definitely. and then when Gerard does come back, and then added because I think I think they're going to, I think they're going to get a defenseman at the deadline every cup contender does so uh i think they're gonna add one but then if you if you add in mystery guy x gerard and uh byram you know over the next month like talk about and then he shows up for game one yeah for the postseason like it's, the big concern with how the abs have, have dominated has been like, did they peak too soon? Are they going to get bored? Are they going to be tired? Are they going to be, you know, all these things, right? Yep. Now they've faced a little bit of adversity. They've lost 4-5. They are now dealing with significant, uh, I, I say significant injury issues because the players are significant. Not is in lots of injury issues. Just right. that their key their guys are, are going out too. of the lineup yeah. more than a week or two. So, so I I think that's where uh, you know the the adversity is healthy for all of us. It sucks to go through, but it's healthy. And I needed. think yeah. and I think I think it could help, especially especially in the the lead up to the deadline. Now, if they play, you know, if they don't do anything until deadline day, sure. Um, it might help a guy like Miko kind of kind of turn it up a notch reset a little bit, a little bit, and... bit and be like okay you know I've got to get I've got to get back to being Miko Ranton in here and not oh. the soft shell of a, of a <laughs> of a player that I that he has been for the last two weeks yeah it's and kind of off and on all season certainly a little bit of that safety net for the abs top six is gone right travis if you want to know which d are available that fit we have an entire trade oh. deadline video series for yep. you to check out you're already watching on youtube my man go find the playlist it should be a recommended video anyway but if it's not our bad go find it in there we have done a bunch i don't know where we are in the in the series i think jt miller just dropped this afternoon The nope. uh, last two defensemen dropped yesterday and so we only have Claude Giroux left. <laughs> boom. Knowing that I do wish we had done a Sandheim video now, just because I mean this is what happens just, when you do it, things in it, it advance. Didn't seem realistic at the time. <laughs> right. Why, why would they do that? But here we are. Um, go check out go check out those videos we do uh, we we do check that but you're not called out. It's just an opportunity for me to pump the content that we've already created. Which I believe Giroux drops tomorrow, and that one is a doozy. So be sure to tune into that one tomorrow. That is a long episode because we are all just like, Ginger Gem! (laughs) (laughs) Very hyped on that one, to say the least. That's right. Uh, So. (laughs) I tell you, if somebody else trades for him and they get to make Ginger Gem t-shirts, I'm fucking mad. (laughs) Jacob McDonald's been playing for the Eagles for like two weeks. So yeah, he's been back for a second. He even got in a fight. <laughs> he was. Yeah, uh, he's he was clearly some hands. yeah. He's actually been uh, Justin Barron's partner. There you go. So could be an option of a call up. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see when the abs make their decisions there, but AJ, you got anything else to add? Uh, I think I'm good for today. Okay, so there's your emergency podcast. Really not that negative of vibes coming out of us on this one. Could be a lot worse. Dude, so much worse. (laughs) Hopefully everything turns out the way we are expecting. We're going to wrap this one up. Hope you all enjoy the rest of your weekend. We will talk to you pregame, postgame tomorrow.